0: back to another episode of the Carter Cast. Back, back, back. I'm your host, Carter Bond, uh, here with Connor Sparrow. As always, we're doing NBA right now. I hope you guys enjoyed the NFL Draft Show. We edited down like crazy. It came out late. We're never doing that again. We're never doing that again. I'm sorry.
1: Carter, we need the Carter cut. We need the extended director's cut, just three hours of sitting there between commercial breaks, just talking about random crap. We need the Carter cut. No,
0: no, that was awful. That, that <laughs> least was awful. It.
1: That was terrible.
0: I, I, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it anymore. But anyhow, we're here to talk B, the NBA playoffs. It's Monday. It's 7 o'clock Eastern. Steph Curry. I mean, get, we're, Kings Warriors yesterday, Game 7 on the road. Steph Curry puts on the performance of a lifetime. I mean, first ballot, Hall of Fame, top 10 all-time player performance yesterday.
1: Yeah, watching that game, I mean, there's there's no words to describe it besides master class. You look at the stats, he had 50 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists on 20 for 38 shooting. So he shot 38 times, he was over 50%, and normally what I notice is Curry doesn't normally play that way. You look at the rest of the series, he's had 21, 25, 22, he's always in the mid-20s or low-20s for shots taken in the game. He had 38 shots yesterday, and I think he just came out with that different mentality of, okay, this Warriors team... Yeah, you know, we've been shaky on the road. We've been up and down on the road. The road's been, road record's been awful. I won't sure code it. They're in Sacramento, lively crowd. He ripped the heart out of that young Kings team. And he knew Clay didn't really have it. Wiggins was up and down. Draymond, you know, he did what he did. Looney was a beast. But offensively, Curry came out with a different mindset. And he knew he had to come out and do it by himself. And he basically did. And that's why you can't downplay it because it's round one. Because it was a game seven in a hostile environment. And if they lose, that's probably the end of the dynasty. Like, Draymond probably leaves. Like, something happens to blow that team up. That same core wouldn't be back. And he kept it going. So, props to him. Like I said, Clay didn't really have it. We can get into that later. But Curry masterclass, man. 50 points in a game seven. You can't downplay it because it's round one. So, if you're trying to do that, just stop.
0: And the other thing, too, is, like, about Steph Curry. He's just... There's never been a player I've been more excited to watch. Like, when he is yep. playing on TV, there's no player... I Like, I audibly... Like, get excited. Even if I'm watching a game by myself in my living room on the TV, I'm sitting there, I'm audibly saying, wow, like, out loud, no other player besides maybe Zion Williamson when he gets those, like, ridiculous dunks, no other player gets me excited as Steph Curry does. I mean, the legacy rankings, we'll get into that in a little bit. I I just want to talk about the series real quick. One, if you're a King, let's talk about the King side of it all. If you're a Kings fan, this is such a slap in the face, such a kick in the pants for you. And to come out like Darren Fox, man. I mean, you couldn't even get 20 points like you needed.
1: Yeah, the parlay kind of sunk on that one. I mean, I'll get him a little slack. He did break part of his finger in his shooting hand. But for the Kings fans, you know, you got to the playoffs. They were a three seed. Clearly they wanted to advance further. And to get that close, to take it to a game seven on your home court, I think if you ask just about any team in the league, hey, we'll give you a game seven on your court, winner take all to get to the next round. I think they're taking that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. You're just playing a generational talent. They got more experience, and really, what it is is Steph Curry came out there with a different mindset. I never felt, I never felt like the Warriors were in jeopardy, even when he missed those two free throws. Like he's just calm, cool, and collected. I never felt like they were in jeopardy, and the experience really won out. So bonus was rattled. Kevin Looney completely obliterated him. So the Kings, I mean, just the inexperience just it was it was showing.
0: The, but like the thing is, like the first half, it was in jeopardy. Like I did feel like okay, like this is. This is what we've seen all series is that the Kings just would, don't miss threes, apparently. Like in this series, like whether it's Terrence Davis, Davion Mitchell shooting the highest arcing three of all time, Jaron Fox, no matter who it is, someone is just making threes on that team. In this series, it was just every time a shot went up, you're like, how does that go in every single time? It doesn't even matter how contested they are. They just kept making them. In the first half, they were making their shots. Second half, third quarter, fourth quarter. That's what you said. Experience came through. That's that's when you've been there before and you say, all right, I'm taking over. <laughs> Steph Curry taking over, finished with 50 points. I, I, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say.
1: Well, the second half of Game 7 is Carter. I mean, that's when you know the palms get a little sweaty, the buttholes pucker up a little bit. The Kings have never been there before. They haven't been to the – most of the guys on that Kings roster have not played a meaningful playoff game. Probably the most meaningful minutes played on that team has been Harrison Barnes, and he played less than 14 minutes yesterday. So the guys that were in there, they competed, but it's hard to go against that much experience, especially in the second half like that. I mean, I guess you could say it was in jeopardy a little bit in the first half, but as long as the Warriors were within a few points, I never really felt like they were going to lose. Steph was just too confident. They should have switched the matchup earlier. I mean, Terrence Davis did a, a an admirable job, job on him, I guess, but I don't there's nothing you can do. Me. Yeah, there's nothing you can do.
0: The shots he was making were just silly. You're, you're, you're sitting there, and every single time he shoots, it doesn't matter what he could be shooting a a full court shot, and you think he's making that every single time. You think he's making, yeah.
1: That.
0: Uh, I mean, this and is it's gotten to the point. What it's kind I of the saying? point,
1: Carter, where people people downplay the difficulty of shots he's taken. Like, he can take a step-back three off a screen with two guys closing out him from either side, and people are like, oh, nice three-pointer. If somebody else did that, they'd be like, oh my gosh, like look at this highlight. He's normalized these shots so much, and we can get into this with a legacy argument. If you're just watching somebody play the game of basketball, there's not many people up put above him as far as the shots he's taking are ridiculous for anybody else, and he's normalized them. We don't we'll even, last, I don't even bat an eyelash anymore.
0: We'll, we'll talk about the legacy stuff in one second. I, last thing I want to touch on in this series was, <laughs> like, I said it before we started, and I said it last NBA pod we did, so many teams are just one wing player away. One wing player away. And yeah. they, can, they can, the Kings, I have a second round ceiling right now. With one good wing player, they are potential Western Conference finals, sneak their way into the finals potential.
1: That's what it is. They just they just need a legitimate wing defensive stopper is what they need. And Harrison Barnes, you know, he's a, he's a good player, but he's he's not what they is need at the three spot. Is he a good player? He, he's serviceable. He was good to the regular season. He is the epitome
0: season. of the most average NBA player right now, in my opinion.
1: He can't guard the other team's best player, though, and that's kind of what they need. Because they've got, you know, Davion Mitchell's good on defense. Terrence Davis, sure, they can guard the other guards. they got to have somebody to guard the other team's best player. So, yeah, you're right. They're a wing away. You're right.
0: Um... And this does stink that the Kings had to play the Warriors round one and then last thing on the yeah. Warriors last thing on the Warriors in this series uh Jordan Poole stinks. Like he's just, he's just
1: all of a sudden awful now unplayable. He's unplayable. I agree. I mean, he comes in Kerr clearly has him on a short lease as he should. That's going to be one of the worst contracts. We're going to do worst contracts team in the offseason. He's in the starting five. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and people were saying they would rather have LaMelo than him.
1: Rather have LaMelo than him?
0: Rather have Jordan Poole than LaMelo. Sorry. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, God. I I just can't. He's literally unplayable. He doesn't. The things he does well, it borders on the fence of like out of control. Like, yeah, okay, he'll make some cool shots. But when teams really tighten up in the playoffs and they can really scheme and they run these double teams at you, these traps, he's out of control for most of the game. And his minutes continue to diminish. I made a bunch of money betting his unders. I bet his under like, I think, five of the seven games, cashed every single time. The line's just too high. And while we're talking about the Warriors role players, shout out to Kevon Looney. I mean, he Hi, absolutely man. he absolutely horsed Sabonis yesterday. I mean, horsed him.
0: It got to the point where you say, at what point did they bring in Alex Len?
1: Yeah. Yeah, honestly. I mean, Alex Len, big body. At least maybe he'll get a rebound because Sabonis wasn't really I mean, shooting well.
0: Yeah, he wasn't providing that much on offense to where, and defensively, he was getting cooked on every offensive board.
1: I was just more. shocked because he would have position and somehow Looney would get a finger on it or tap it up in the air and then get it. It was really a matter of just like he wanted it more is really what it was. And I didn't peg Kevon Looney to be one of the most important players in this series, but here we are.
0: Um, yeah, that's just one of the all-time games I'll always remember. Just the Steph Curry part of it all. I, I, I Sitting there, you're like, I cannot believe this is real. It's one of those moments where you don't believe it's real in the moment. But let's talk about the legacy part of it all. Where does this rank him? Like, where is he right now in your eyes?
1: I'm not ready to put him surefire top five, but if somebody were to come to me and say that, I would listen to the argument. Because you would have come to me a few years ago and said, "Oh, Steph's top five, I would just like slam the door in your face and been like, "Okay, you don't you don't know ball." But <laughs> if, if somebody came to me right now, I would I would hear them out. If the Warriors
0: win the NBA, N- <sighs> let me rephrase this: If the Warriors win the NBA title this year, is Steph Curry a top five all time player?
1: I think if they win the title, he has to be the hands-down Finals MVP. And in that case, I mean, what is that? Five rings, two Finals MVPs, two unanimous MVPs. It's getting up there. It it would be hard-pressed to leave him out of the top seven, I'll say. I mean, you can argue five, but he's up there right now as it is.
0: And he revolutionized the game. I think that has to be part of it. There's these intangible things that aren't just stats and accolades that need to be a part of this all because... You can because he gets dinged for the Kevin Durant stuff, which is frustrating, because he's like, oh, well he won two rings with Kevin Durant on his team. But like, okay, Kareem wouldn't have won without Magic. Magic wouldn't have won without Kareem. You can't put them in that. Okay, so all their titles are voided for some reason then? So that's such a flawed argument, too. He's he's 1-4, and he he could win 5. If he wins that 5th, I don't think it's a debate in my eyes. I think he's a top 5 player of all time.
1: I don't hate that at all, and I'll I'll bounce back to two of the things you just said. The first thing about the rings of the Kevin Durant. Anybody in that position is gonna want Kevin Durant on their team. You're telling me LeBron or whoever wouldn't have wanted Kevin Durant to come to their team in the off season if they had a chance. LeBron was trying to get Kawhi to his team those few years. Like no nobody leaning,
0: is, he was even laying the seats to potentially go to the Warriors at some point last season in those press conferences.
1: I'm telling you, Carter, nobody would turn that down. They can't fault Curry. It's not like Curry's in the front office saying, oh, we have to go get Kevin Durant. He's just on the team. At the end of the day, he's a player. Yes, he has a lot of input, but he he's not going to sit there and say, oh, no, let's not get Kevin Durant. He wants to win. The whole point of the NBA is to win. He's not sitting there like, let's not get Kevin Durant because this might hurt how some people view my legacy. That's a joke. That's a joke. And number two, about the revolutionizing the game, that's how I feel about Magic Johnson because so many people are like, Magic's top five all time easily, and if you just look at the stats, you can argue he's not, but the people that were there to watch him, they're so confident about that, and I think it's because they saw him night in, night out, how he changed the game, how he led those fast breaks on the Showtime Lakers. That's something me and you don't understand because we didn't get to watch Magic every day. With Curry, we're getting that now. So in the future when we make this argument to younger people, they're not going to understand what we're saying about Curry. Just like how sometimes I'm like, is Magic top five? You know, like, did he change the game that much? I didn't watch it every night. So that has to be taken into account.
0: That's what I was going to say, though, is how do you feel in the moment watching this player? Are you yeah. scared? Are you excited? Are, or do you fe- if you're on the other side of this player, are, does he put the fear of God into you? And Steph Curry does that. When Steph Curry has the ball in his hands, you're freaking out. And I'll be honest, I don't know if LeBron has ever done that for me besides those few games like, 2012 Boston uh, with the Heat or 2018 game one with the Warriors. But besides like specific games, when he has the ball in his hands, I'm not scared. Yeah, he can make the right play, make the right pass, but it's not going to be him every time that does it, where he makes the shot, he makes the dunk or whatever. And that's that's the argument for Jordan too, why everyone's going to say, like people who watched Jordan back in the day, obviously we didn't watch Michael Jordan, is that. You were scared of him, and every time he touched the ball, you saw, you just thought, wow. He, like Every time he went into a game, you yep. said, he's going to win. He's going to win.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And the thing with Curry is you have to guard him 35 feet and in, because that thing could launch at any second. His release time is so quick. You have to scheme an entire defense around him. I'm not saying you don't scheme a defense around LeBron, because you do, but it's different. Because Curry can, Curry can shoot from anywhere on the court. You're not worried about LeBron pulling up from 35 feet in most scenarios. So... I think that has to be taken into account and you're going to and people are going to say, "Oh, recency bias. Look at these guys. Of course, you know, they're not going to include Bill Russell and Wills and all this." Sure, that's fine. But for for mine in your opinion, for mine at least, I didn't get to watch some of those guys, so it's hard for me to really compare across eras. I didn't get to see them with my own eyes. Cuz that has to be taken into account. You can't just look at stats. Yes, winning is very important. One of the most important things. Yes, stats are important. But that third, that X factor is watching them play and you were there. Like, was the sports world buzzing about them at all times? That has to be taken into account, you know? I mean, it's hard for me to rank them because, like I said, I haven't watched all these eras and different players, but it's getting harder and harder to argue Curry's outside the top seven.
0: Yeah. Is he above Co- Is Is Steph Curry yes. above Kobe Bryant?
1: Yes, he is. And I'm sorry to all the Kobe fans out there who are delusional. Curry is above Kobe Bryant. I mean, yes, Kobe has five rings. Actually, let me take that back. If Curry wins another one, he's dead set for sure above Kobe, not even close. I would argue he is right now, but if he wins one more, then the argument won't even be there.
0: I 100% agree. I think if Curry wins one more, it's not even a debate. Right now, I'm putting Curry above Kobe.
1: I think the stats are pretty comparable and like the winning, like four rings versus five rings, couple finals MVPs, MVP, whatever. Those are pretty comparable. If you just watch the way the game's played, Steph changed the whole thing, and that has to be taken into account. It really does. When, it, when an argument's that close with numbers and stats and championships, you have to take into account the actual watching them play the game.
0: And the other thing, too, is, is that like, like, without Shaq, Kobe doesn't win those early titles no matter what. Steph could have probably won those titles even without Kevin Durant.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, like that Warriors team was good enough. Yeah, they got beaten seven when LeBron came back from 3-1. They probably could have competed again the next year and made another run. They were still a very good team. Now, adding Durant took them over the top, but you don't see people bashing Kobe for playing with Shaq. Shaq joined them in free agency or on trade, whatever it was.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I mean, it's all kind of pointless if you think about it, you know, talking about it. But he's unbelievable. Like, he's going to go down as my favorite player I've ever watched. There's, I don't I think- know if... I don't know if I'll like I love Steve Nash growing up. Everyone knows anybody who knows me knows I'm the biggest Steve Nash fan. Steve Nash is the reason I fell in love with basketball. But like this dude, if any young kid who watches basketball, how do you not gravitate towards Steph Curry?
1: What do people say when they shoot a three? Now they say Curry. Like do they? Young, young younger kids, I think I don't think so. They don't say Raja um, Bell. They don't. They don't say Leandro <laughs> Barbosa. Um, I don't Steve know. The last Jackson? thing I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I'll say about this whole debate is, as the game furthers, as the game continues, as there's more players coming in, is we just get deeper in NBA history. The league's been around longer. It's harder and harder to compare these guys from early eras because there's more guys that are coming to the top. Kevin Durant, when it's all said and done, he's going to be in that argument. Obviously, LeBron's top two. Curry's up there right now. You don't think at least one of the guys like Luka or Giannis or Embiid or Jokic, one of those four at least, will be in the top six, top seven argument. More guys are just coming up there. So, Maybe it means more now like, oh, instead of ranking your top five, let's rank your top ten. Like it, it you know, with more guys up there, it just gets crowded at the top. And it's not taking away from anything the older guys have done. It's just that there's new blood and some people will never be able to put current players above the older players in their sense of nostalgia. And I don't think that's fair. Uh
0: yeah, I, I don't think I don't think there's anything more to add to that. Uh let's talk about Lakers Warriors later on when we do the other round twos. Let's clean up round one real quick. Let's switch up the subject a little bit right now. All right, Let's talk all right. about the Bucks heat real quick. Uh, we haven't been able to talk since it happened. When On our last episode, the NBA pod, we talked about, oh, man, it might be uh, it might be heat nicks. And we said, yuck, gross, disgusting. Yep. That reality is now true, even though it's actually kind of a fun series. Uh, and then you also said, no chance, no chance the Miami Heat beat the Bucks with
1: or without Giannis. I did say that. And I'll, I'll eat crow on that. I'll eat it. You can clip it off. You can post it. Whatever you want to. I was wrong. That's fine. I'll take it. In no world did I think the Heat were going to beat the Bucks even without Giannis. I just felt the Bucs were a better team. They had even without Giannis, they had three of the best five players in that series: Drew Holiday, Chris Milton, Brooke Lopez, and then you know Jimmy and Bam for the Heat. But after that, I think it's then then it's more Bucks players. After that, I think the Bucks' role players were considerably better than the Heat. That meltdown was unbelievable. And. Yeah. Ninety-five percent of it was due to Jimmy Butler. I mean, that was just the sheer willpower of Jimmy Butler, just forcing that team. If you watched into that one game when I think it was game, not the was it the closeout game where Bam fouled out and Max Strus fouled out, and he was playing with I think Cody Zeller, Haywood Highsmith, I think Gabe Vincent. Was, was it? Was it? It was one of those games where Butler was playing with it was Butler, Cody Zeller, Haywood Highsmith, Max Strus, and. Gabe Vincent, maybe. It was just him and four other guys that nobody's probably ever heard of if you're not a diehard NBA fan playing at the end of the game, and they still closed it out and won. That was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. Can, I can't can, think. A Martin. Tour, a Martin that's what it was. Caleb. Minutes. It was Caleb like, Martin. That's what it was.
0: And he played out of his mind at the end. He made huge shots and huge plays. And the most underrated part of that game 5 that they won was Gabe Vincent's run up three when he in transition oh my pulled gosh. up three. That was cold. That was a cold three. I, I, like every single one of those games I I was watching the other game that was on. I don't remember which game was on. I was watching the other game and I see my phone I'm like oh okay, Bucks are up one hundred two eighty six going into the fourth. Don't need to watch that. And then yep. I'm getting texts on my phone be like dude, change it the NBA TV, NBA TV, NBA TV. You got to go over there. It's. It doesn't feel real. Every single one of those Heat wins, you're like, no way, this is happening. Every right. time Jimmy Butler's making these ridiculous shots, no way, no way, and it just he just kept doing it. It was unbelievable. I. I just. <laughs> Tobias Harris. They, the Sixers chose Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler.
1: Like, yeah, I mean that's basically what it boils down to. There was other factors, but basically they could have kept Jimmy Butler if they didn't keep Tobias yeah. Harris. Is what it, is what it boils down to. My. my uh... My girlfriend and I were at the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Shout out, by the way. Um, we were watching that game, and she's you know, she been more into sports a little bit. She was locked into that Bucks Heat game. I mean, Jimmy Butler was doing some insane things. She likes Giannis. She likes the Bucks. We were watching it. I just want to say, I've never seen, save LeBron, so other than LeBron, in recent history, I haven't seen somebody drag a team like that through the playoffs. I mean, I guess Luka with the Mavericks, you could say, but other than that,
0: but even Luka last year, like Jalen Brunson was, you know, doing his part too.
1: Oh, I know. And if you just look at the Heat roster up and down names, like yeah, guys stepped up and played better. But, man, that Heat roster is not very good. That Heat roster is not very good.
0: Uh, and they're up 1-0 against the Knicks right now. I, let's talk about the Bucs side of it. Here's the Giannis quote. I want to get the exact quote for everyone. In the press conference after someone asked, is this season a failure? And he got pissed, blah, blah, blah. It went viral on social media. If you didn't see it, here's the quote. says, there's no failure in sports. There's good days, bad days, and some days you are able to be successful. Some days you are not. Some days it is your turn. Some days it's not. That's what sports is about. You don't always win and there, and he talked to go, goes on to talk about each season is a step towards getting the end goal, blah, 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 blah. Bullcrap. If he was anybody not named Giannis and he should be getting railed right now, railed right now by social media and everybody. I mean, I'm, everyone says this, but imagine if LeBron said that. We well, you be right here on this podcast right now being like, LeBron's a phony, LeBron this, LeBron that. That is such a bullcrap quote. This was an utter failure and massive changes need to happen in Milwaukee, whether it's coaching, whether it's players, whether it's trades, whatever it is, massive changes need to happen because that's one of the biggest failures, maybe outside of Mavericks warriors back in 2008, 2007 with Baron Davis. I think this was even worse.
1: Yeah. I watched the presser. He compared it to like, he was like, Oh, MJ, you know, lost in the playoffs this many times and he only won, he won six rings. Was every other year a success, a, a failure. No, it's not Giannis, but I would have rather him just spoke his mind. He's already he's already one of the biggest stars in the league, multiple-time MVP, champion, finals MVP. You've made it. You've established yourself. You're allowed to speak your mind a little bit. I'm not saying throw your coach or your staff or your teammates under the bus. It's okay to say you're disappointed. Say, yeah, we should be in the next round right now. We had high expectations. We didn't meet him. We failed to meet our expectations. Be yeah. honest. Cause that's what he's, that's what the whole team's thinking. That's what everybody's thinking. Everybody knows that. It's not some like underdog team that made the playoffs and they're like, oh, would you consider this season success? No, it was there. The number one seed, best team in the league for most of the year, betting favorite going into the playoffs. And they lost in round one to an eight seed, four to one. Yeah, he was hurt for a couple games. Speak your mind. Say it was a failure. You don't have to call for change. You don't have to say, oh, fire the coach, trade Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, whatever. Just speak your mind. You're a superstar. You've arrived. You're allowed to do that. Just say you 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 let down, and nobody's going to even think twice about it. Like, yeah, John feels disappointed. They should have done more. Let's go to the next season. But now it's yeah. a huge thing.
0: And everyone was saying that's a cheap question. Even Mark Cuban was tweeting out, "Oh, that's a, that's a bad question." Like, if you've ever been in a press conference after a big loss, like you'd understand. Like, you don't ask that sort uh-huh. of thing. It's like, no, that's a very fair question. If the yes. This season is a failure. That's what it is. Like, admit it. Like, that, there's nothing to it. Nobody would have been mad if he was like, "Yeah, we failed this season," because everybody knows it. It's right in front yep. of you. Two plus two equals four, doesn't it? Like, it, it's the dumbest thing in the world. Like, I wanted to bring that up because I we criticize a lot of people here. Like, whenever they make stupid comments, like LeBron, like I always say, Matt Rule, especially when we're in the NFL. Oh my I always God. love to criticize yep. Matt Rule. Um, Borrego. Borrego. who Steve, whoever it is. I, we had to criticize Giannis here cuz that's just that's just one of the most ridiculous press conference quotes ever outside of LeBron saying I pretty much broke
1: my hand after they lost the finals. <laughs> oh man, Mark Cuban though. The thing is a variation of that question gets asked after every team loses out of the playoffs or every exit interview. It's some variation of, "Oh, how did the season go? What are your overall thoughts on the season?" Maybe it's not as strong strong verbiage as was this year a failure. But more often than not, guys are going to be like, yeah, we didn't get where we wanted to this year. We didn't reach the ultimate goal. We took some steps to get there, but you know we'll be back next year. Some variation of that question gets asked at every exit interview. You can't tell me otherwise. Guys give that answer, and all of a sudden, just because this reporter worded it a little bit differently, they're the number one seed. They had the best record in the league. You're allowed to ask that question.
0: 100%. Last thing I'll touch on the Bucs real quick is I don't want to spend too much time on them. Uh, should, should Mike Budenholzer be the coach of the Bucks next year?
1: Man, it's it's tough. I mean, I, I think I would. I don't think I would overreact and jump ship does after it, this year.
0: Does it feel a little Dwayne Casey to you?
1: A little bit it does because you look at this roster and you're like, or, or does it feel a little Mike
0: Budenholzer?
1: <laughs> there you go with those Hawks years. Um, you look at the Bucks roster. Drew Holiday's not getting any younger. Chris Middleton looks like a shell of himself for most of the year. He's not getting any younger. Is Brooke Lopez really going to have a defensive player of the year candidate season again? Doubtful. Like, you got to revamp this roster. And if they decide that a new coach is the direction to go, then I'm not going to hate it. I'm not going to criticize them for it. I don't know if i necessarily say, oh, booting a problem and that's going to fix everything. It's not. The roster's got some holes. But we've, we've seen crazier things. Crazier things have happened. So I'm not going to sit here and say yes or no. I personally would give him another year. And then if it doesn't work out, then we can go from there. But you can't wait too long. Giannis only has so many years.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, I think you, one, you, you, whatever Giannis says, you do. <laughs> yeah. I think that's Honestly, the basis of it. Uh, yeah. I think the other thing too is that I think this could be a thing where if they start off really bad next year, he's gone before Christmas.
1: Oh yeah, if they're below fifth in the conference by Christmas, yeah, I could see it. Because you know uh, you do have
0: to listen. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say let's. We can just move on real quick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's let's get it.
0: Let's move on real quick to the last couple of games. I want to talk about in round one that we didn't get to clean up on. Uh, Cavs, Knicks real quick. Cavs, very disappointing They're They are very much in the same boat as the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings outperformed the Cavs, obviously, but they're both a big wing defender away from really being that competitor.
1: Everybody I've heard has been bashing on the Cavs for not being active at the trade deadline, and, you know, they let Kevin Love walk for nothing, and, you know, here Kevin Love is on the eight-seed heat, advanced further than the Cavs.
0: Kevin Love wouldn't have made a difference.
1: No, and I, that was what I was about to say, is I don't think with that team he would have made that big of a difference. They needed to be active. You're telling me Josh Hart wasn't available? You're telling me you couldn't have tried to go get, like, a Matisse Thybul or, like, one of those available 3 and D guys that, you know, maybe wouldn't have made a crazy difference, but it would have been an upgrade from Isaac Acora, who is dealing with injuries and can't really shoot. Lamar Stevens, some of these guys they've been playing. Dean Wade, they had to play Danny Green, who's played 10 minutes over the last two seasons. Like, they're, That that spot hurts them because, I'll break down the Cavs for you real quick, they have two undersized guards, Donovan Mitchell Darius Garland. They're both kind of traffic homes on defense. Donovan Mitchell especially balling in the playoffs. At the end of the day, they're not the most skilled defenders. That's not what they're known for. You have to have a skilled wing player to guard. You have two skilled defending big mans, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, you got that covered. But if you don't have a wing defender it's just let's get into the paint every time and shoot a floater or you know if one of the big rotates over and helps dump off lob you know you're playing 3 on 2 in the paint at that point you've got to have a wing stopper and especially for that team with two guards who are lackluster on the defensive end for most of the year
0: you nailed it there you nailed it you needed a wing defender <laughs> that's just yeah, what it comes I, down to and they were young the bright the, the lights were bright especially in new york city uh, Jalen Brunson, like unbelievable. We'll get into that series in a second, but yeah, I just yep. want to touch on like I was disappointed by the Cavs, but I can't say like I'm super surprised.
1: Yeah, I can't either. And people are calling for JB Bickerstaff's job. I mean, yeah, they didn't meet. I mean, uh, I mean, they signed Donovan Mitchell. They were a four seed for the majority of those guys. It was their first meaningful playoff minutes. Now that is a team that's young enough to say, okay, this series, this season wasn't a failure. Like, yeah, we made it to the playoffs and the lights were bright. So be it. They're all twenty three, twenty four, besides Donovan Mitchell's a little bit older. They're they'll be back.
0: They met expectations. I, I like if you told me before the season started the Cavs were gonna lose in the first round of the playoffs, I wouldn't have said no. I probably would have said yeah. yes, actually. Uh all right. Yeah, Suns clippers. Not much to talk about here other than I was I, the Suns left a bad taste in my mouth in this series.
1: I I don't know how to feel about it, and I'm gonna I can rag on the Suns all day if I want to. They're my finals pick to um, start the – when they made the Durant trade, they were my finals pick, and then I picked them again right before the playoffs started. I was like, you know what? I'm still riding with them. They don't have any depth. Carter, they don't have any depth. They've been playing 12 guys a game in the playoffs. You know what that's a sign of? A coach that doesn't know who he can turn to off the bench. They're playing Landry Sham at six minutes here. Bismack, eight minutes here. Jock Londale three minutes at the end of a quarter. Oh, campaign's coming back. Let's try to get him in there. And then you got Terrence Ross, Josh Akogi, Torrey Craig, the rotating door of the fifth man on the court it doesn't work. You can have four of the best guys in the league and it's still going to be, you know, it's going to cause you problems. Basketball is a five man game. You got to scheme for all five guys. Torrey Craig's had some good spurts, but man, they have no bench
0: on the Clippers side of it all. I guess you
1: run it back. You don't have a choice. I've never seen a team more theoretical than the Clippers. It's like, Oh man, I say this every episode. If Paul George and Kawhi get back for the first round, we're going to be, you better watch out, put the league on notice
0: but I do think there's going to be the overcorrection next year with like the preseason betting markets. I do think this is when Vegas and everyone finally catches up and says, you know what? Like we can't back the Clippers. Like let's put their win total down to like forty two and a half, and that's when you take the Clippers next year. I, I feel like I'm going to talk myself into the Clippers next year for some reason. Like every yeah. year, the past th- like three years I've been like, no, like why would I believe in them? Why would I believe in them? And I'm like, I'm so due. Like, I, they're not. They're they're going to be good. They're going to randomly ev- be ev- good this year.
1: Eventually Kawhi and PG have to play 60 <laughs> games together in a year, right? I mean, they can't just keep doing this, right? I mean, I guess they can. It's just frustrating because just from a basketball fan perspective, you want the top talent on the court. You hate injuries. You hate all this stuff, you know, what ifs. I would love to see a healthy Clippers-Sun series because it was shaping up to be great. And I guess Kawhi was playing with a torn knee the whole time and doing that. Apparently everyone's playing with a torn knee. I don't understand it, Carter. It's just fishy that it came out after, you know, game two, and all of a sudden he's mysteriously ruled out, and there was all that stuff in the media about his sister and all that. Like, I don't know what to believe. And then also,
0: he played out of his mind in game one. Like, out of his mind. That was a vintage Kawhi Leonard game anyhow we don't need to be talking about the clippers anymore let's move on to round 2 let's talk let's about do the it. suns real quick let's move on to the suns suns nuggets and then we'll we'll do the western conference first that's how we're going to do this thing suns nuggets nuggets up 10 demolished phoenix on saturday night i mean literally at halftime i'm sitting there like i don't even need to watch the rest of this game like i still did just because but yeah you knew what was happening i mean the I don't know if that's just because you know Nuggets you know had an easier series last time. Their first home game, you know, Phoenix they they've had guys that have been in the playoffs year after year, like Chris Paul and Kevin Durant. Where game one right. is a feel out game. Never overreact to game one, even though, even though game one has proven to matter in these playoffs.
1: <laughs> well, Denver showed me a lot. Jamal Murray, if he can play like that every game, man, Denver's tough to beat. Phoenix just doesn't know where to turn to for that fifth spot, and they can't give their guys a breather. Like, yes, Durant and Booker, yes, they're capable of playing forty, forty-five minutes a game, but That's for how long? Catch up. How long is that going to last? Yeah, they might get past Denver if they're doing that. You think they're winning the game in the Western Conference Finals with those guys logging that many minutes in a series? That's insane.
0: It is. It, it's. It's. I like. I love the Nuggets more and more every time I watch them. It's like, and the Timberwolves series where. We've had this with the Celtics and Hawks as well, where teams are continuously playing to their competition at an alarming rate, kind of like the Warriors. The Warriors walked into a game like, we're at home game six, we'll beat these guys. Like We've been here before, we don't have to think about it. And then they get punched in the throat. Celtics-Hawks, Celtics Celtics had so many chances to put the Hawks away, in a sweep, honestly. In a sweep. And they just kept playing with their food. And Phoenix, Phoenix should have... If you look at who was playing... There's no way that Phoenix series should have gone past game five.
1: No, it shouldn't have, but it it did because the Suns don't know their rotation. It's the playoffs and they don't know the rotation. And that really matters. The coach doesn't know his personnel. They haven't gelled together enough. And I've said this before, acquiring your best player at the deadline and then having him play, what, less than 10 games before the playoffs? I mean, it sounds good in theory, but it's hard. It's hard in the playoffs, man. Teams are scheming differently. Like, continuity matters, and they did not have any of it. Outside of the continuity
0: thing, I'm usually a big, you know, ball movement, let's get everybody involved, like the hot potato with the basketball motion offense kind of thing, kind of like the Warriors. The Suns, not the opposite. They need give the ball to Booker, give the ball to Durant, nobody else. Ate and do the dirty work of Kavon Looney, basically, because there was way too much Chris Paul in that game. And on Saturday night in the Nuggets game, Chris Paul, Chris Paul had the ball way, way too much.
1: It's too much Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton pick and roll at the top. I said this last time. You want to have your best two players in the action. Durant and Booker need to be in the action, at least one of them, if probably both of them. You know, the NBA does a lot of switching now. Find that matchup and switch. That's what a lot of teams do. And I want to get your opinion on this. What about the Suns not shooting enough enough threes? The game's changed. Teams are jacking up threes now. Yeah, their mid-range game is effective. Threes more than two. So how much do you think that plays into it?
0: I think that's a very fair question, and I think that's going to be their downfall. Like they just don't shoot they, enough threes unless they unless they squeak out of this series somehow and they get matched up with LA where they can you know they're both mid range paint teams. I don't know. I don't know how they get out of this. Like eventually, it's going to catch up with them that they're not hitting enough threes. They don't have the guys like Cam Johnson to hit threes. They need those shooters. Right. The other th- other thing like you think about is like Jay- they gave away Jalen Smith for free. He would have been a nice player to have in the playoffs right now.
1: You know, I really wish I I would take him over Bismack or Jock Lawndale any day of the week. I saw Bismack, quick rant, I saw Bismack blow a wide open layup, just clank it off the back of the rim. And I was like, man, how many times have I seen that in Charlotte? How many games have I watched just the other mids?
0: (laughs) There's not one person listening to this right now that said, I'm shocked you said that Bismack Biombo blew a wide open
1: layup. Yeah, if you're a Hornets fan or if you know us, you know about Bismack Biombo.
0: Ugh. If you know basketball, you know about Bismack Biyombo. On the Nuggets side of things, they're good, man. They're clicking. It's continuity. It, it's kind of the, the polar opposites of it yeah. all. The Suns, no continuity, trying to still figure out things on the fly. Big mid-range game, and then on the flip side of things, you have the Nuggets who played together for so long. These guys know each other. They know their movements. The chemistry is right on par, right where it needs to be. They're moving. They're shooting threes. They're going. They're playing unbelievable stuff from them, and it it's kind of like college basketball. Like I keep comparing it back to college basketball, but experience matters, man. Experience and
1: playing together matters. I agree. And the nuggets, you know, they've been doing it all year. Aaron Gordon looks good this year. I mean, he's contributing at a high rate. Like I said earlier, Jamal Murray, if he's shooting like that, very underrated pickup. I've touched on it before in an episode, Bruce Brown, such an underrated pickup for them. He was dynamite on the nets with those floaters. They played him at the de facto five for a while. On the Nuggets, he's the perfect bench piece. Jeff Green's giving them minutes, and Christian Brown, rookie out of Kansas, he's giving them minutes. You know, I thought when they signed Reggie Jackson and got Thomas Bryant at the deadline, they would contribute a little bit. Nothing. It's just been <laughs> seven, eight guys. Yeah. So, good for them. They're playing out of control. If Aaron Gordon keeps hitting threes and doing this like he is, and Jokic keeps playing at the MVP level, and if they get Michael Porter's are hitting shots, KCP's pr- above-average defender, I mean, this is a good team.
0: Yeah, the, the, we everybody kept writing them off as not a title team before we did our NBA playoffs preview. I wasn't willing to do that. I would. Yeah, good for you. I was. I said I wanted to switch my pick to Denver because I truly believe in this team. Yeah. I, uh This series is weird though, because like I, then tonight, you know, we're recording right now at seven thirty Eastern on Monday. They play tonight. Phoenix should just come out and just destroy them. I could, you could just see Kevin Durant and Booker combining for eighty points for some reason.
1: And that's the thing with this Suns team, with them getting Durant, is you're going to have two of those games at least a series where Durant and Booker combined for 80, 85 points. It's just going to happen. And if you let two guys beat you, then you let two guys beat you. I think Denver is strong enough as a team to withstand at least one of those games. Yeah, they'll lose one or two because of that. But they can win a game where Booker and Durant score 80 because the rest of the team might not score 20.
0: And the other thing, last thing we'll touch on in this series, uh, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker both cannot be off the floor at the, at the same time ever. I don't think they have been. I think they've been creative with it. I haven't been focused on their rotations as much as I should be. But they can They can never be on it. And they need to start getting creative with the, the way they rest these guys. Like, hey, right before the, the six-minute timeout, put them, t- sub them out for 30 seconds. So they get that extended rest right there. Just, you got to be creative with how you rest these guys because they need to play 38, 39, 40 minutes.
1: I just watch Steve Curry, what he did with Curry yesterday. He literally exactly. took a timeout just to give him rest. You might as well, you know, a lot of teams, you know, finish the game with two timeouts left. You might as well take them. Give your guys some rest if you're going to play them 45 minutes.
0: You have know, 95 there's... timeouts in the NBA. Why don't you just use a few? My goodness. You can't take them home, Roy Williams. You can't exactly. take them home. Exactly.
1: And damn, the league needs the, the revenue from the commercials they're going to run while you do it. So <laughs> nobody's complaining. Let's
0: talk about the main series, though, the one everybody's going to talk about. That It's going to get the highest ratings of any second-round playoff game in the history of basketball. It's going to ta- take over every single sports talk show in the nation. The Celtics-Sixers.
1: Especially- <laughs> <laughs>
0: The, I was going to try and think of like some WNBA series, but WNBA I don't think has started. The Hurricanes way. and <laughs> the Canes and the Rangers, whoever they play, whatever. Anyhow, no. <laughs> Lakers Warriors. Lakers Warriors, first game in Golden State Tuesday. Two days coming off after a Game 7 road win. Going to be tough for the Warriors coming out, but they are at home. They play unbelievable at home despite their Game 6 loss to the Sacramento Kings. LeBron, LeBron and the Lakers coming in with a little bit more rest. Does this feel like game one is going to LA?
1: It does. And I think their Lakers are plus five right now. All, you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, are I they? took it. I took Lakers plus five last night and wow. I'm also going to sprinkle a little bit on the money line too. I think the Lakers come out with a little bit of an edge. It's game one. They've had time to rest. LeBron's going to have that little, little jolt in his step. He might not have it in game four or five when the series drags on. Cause they play every other day for the whole series, but game one, they've had time to rest. Davis has looked unbelievable in defense. Best defensive player by a mile in these playoffs. He's going to have time to rest. They're going to come in with an edge. I'm telling you, they're going to come in with an edge. Warriors just had a knockdown, dragout fight with the Kings. You know, Is there going to be a little bit of XL like, oh, we made it out of the first round? I think all that comes into play. I think game one has a real shot to go to the Lakers. But as far as the series goes, it's a toss-up for me because we've seen the Lakers lay some eggs. But I want to ask you, you mentioned this before, is it an even? Is it an even playing field now with the Lakers revamped roster at the trade deadline?
0: Between st- the Curry LeBron debate, yeah, is it just between the teams? Yeah, yes. yeah, because one revamped roster, everybody's healthy, and they're also they kind of had the similar kind of regular season. Both played with their food a lot. Ended up being the six and seven seeds somehow meeting up in the second round of the playoffs. Both don't have that. You know, they have like. LeBron has Anthony Davis, but the Kevin Durant equation isn't a part of this. And you can say, oh, it's not an even playing field. Curry's 35 and LeBron's 39, whatever their ages are. You can say that. It's an even playing field, man. It's an even playing field. There's no yeah. excuses going into this. I don't care about LeBron's age. You know, you can use – I mean, every bronze sexual is going to use that if they do lose. Like, oh, he was 39 and he went toe-to-toe with the Golden State Warriors who eventually may have won this year's title, gone back-to-back or whatever with the returning champs. Yeah. It's an that'll even be, the, that'll be the narrative, yeah. Uh, I did want to point this out. Uh, I'm going on the on Action app trying to figure out the betting of it. 50, it's 50%, 50% on each side of the public. 90% of the money's on the Lakers.
1: I think that's for a reason. I think the Warriors come out flat. I know they've been good at home, but you don't think the Lakers have come out with a little bit of an edge? And hey, who's going to guard LeBron? Is it going to be Wiggins, Draymond? If so, I'm you think I'm actually Kurt, not as
0: worried about that.
1: No, that's fine. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying underrated piece of this, staying in front of Austin Reeves, getting in the lane. I guess Clay can do it, but like if you put Jordan Poole or Curry on him, it's not happening. Because I would assume Draymond's going to be guarding LeBron, right? You would think, but they might throw him I, on Jared Vanderbilt and have him play help. I think you Or throw, throw Kevon that. Looney on Vanderbilt.
0: Looney has to play Because you Davis. want Looney
1: guarding Anthony Davis? But Vanderbilt's not a to. threat from the outside. He can... But Vanderbilt doesn't shoot threes that much. He can help from the weak side, rebound more. Underrated piece. I think the Lakers are going to have to play Vanderbilt a lot less against the Warriors. They okay, because that's what I was going to say.
0: If Jared Vanderbilt's playing, I think the Warriors need to combat that with either one, spread him out, and keep shooting like they're always going to do. But the other part of it is Gary Payton's got to be in that game.
1: Yeah, well, you're gonna have, you can just match your non-shooter with there, another non-shooter.
0: Yeah, there's going to be
1: a lot of Gary Payton
0: in this series, I believe, because I think Gary, Payton's, Gary Payton or Wiggins is going to have to guard Austin Reese and shut him down.
1: Yeah, Austin Reeves is a very underrated part of this series because LeBron's going to do what he's going to do. And, you know, you'll probably have Draymond and Anthony Davis or helping out, whatever. Austin Reeves, you can't let him beat you if you're the Warriors. You can't let him beat you. Same thing with the Lakers. You can't let Wiggins beat you. You know, you can't let these tertiary guys beat you like that. And I'll be honest
0: about this series. Uh, I'm going to be very biased. Like, I love Steph Curry. I want to see the Warriors win. I want to see Steph become the greatest player in NBA history if it was my calling. I'm cheering for them so hard because they play basketball the right way. It's they do. beautiful. It's amazing. And I'm going to be biased when I like in when in this the series when I talk about this. I still love the Warriors to win this series.
1: I don't know, Carl. I don't know if I can get there. The Lakers might be on a mission. I mean, it's you gotta think about it. It's their first real playoff run with this Lakers team. Like they had the bubble run, but yeah. their first real like everybody's healthy. Okay. Crowds okay, are full.
0: We can say that. Okay, they took it. Memphis went to game six. So, and that wasn't really a game six. Like, it might as well have been a five. That game six didn't even need to happen. (laughs) Like, that was was such a joke. But we talked about it in the other series.
1: Threes are worth more than twos. (laughs) And that's what for the Lakers. Lakers
0: I don't think the Lakers can keep up with their three point shooting.
1: Maybe not. The Warriors have to have Clay Hidden shots, though, at the end of the day. It can't be all Curry because the the Lakers are good enough. to to stop hit or contain him. If you know, they, if if Clay's not hitting shot, they can contain Curry. They can scheme for him.
0: Yeah. And Anthony Davis is going to get his 30 and 15. he's going to be a monster in this series, but like, I don't see them slowing down Curry at all. And then Clay, Andrew Wiggins, one of these guys are, are going to step up, I think.
1: And here's another underrated piece that I'm, I'm just now thinking about. Anthony Davis is going to be rotating from the weak side. Like crazy. The Warriors are a good passing team. They move the ball. Well, but Looney and Draymond Green, both non-threats to shoot. Anthony Davis is going to be on one of them. Leave him wide open in the corner. Just literally camp the paint. So the Warriors are going to have to chuck threes because getting into the lane is going to be a problem.
0: Yeah, I, I love Golden State in this series. I don't, I, I can't I don't know. I'm not it. there. I just... Memphis wasn't... I think Memphis is a lot worse than we realize.
1: I think that's true. I also think there was a really good chance the Warriors lost that King series and they ended up coming out, but I don't know.
0: Oh man. I'm so excited for this. It's on tomorrow night. Like cancel all your plans, cancel everything. Like you have to watch every single one of these games must watch TV. The NBA is like, it's a wet dream for them. And they probably, they they probably made a call to make this happen.
1: Oh, and hundred percent. And guess what? It's not a coincidence that they're going to make the new TV deal in the next year or whatever it is next year or two. These ratings are going to be sky high for LeBron Curry, and you don't think that's going to be a negotiating chip whenever they're signing these TV rights deals? Oh, look at this, how many viewers we got in the playoffs. Give me $21 million. Just saying.
0: Um, The series spread, or not the spread, the series betting to win. The Warriors are minus 160 to win this, so put 160 to win 100 on it. So they're favored. Lakers are plus 134, so you put 100 to win 134 on it. They are underdogs in this series. I think if you were going to bet this, I I say you wait till after game 1. I think the Lakers yep. do come out and possibly either win game 1 or at least keep it close. I I like the Lakers in the spreading game 1 even though I like the Warriors to win this series. And then you can get the Warriors I think at a better price after after game 1.
1: I'm curious as to uh I'm trying to find, here it is, game one, game one slash series parlays. You can take the Lakers to win game one and the Warriors to win the series at plus 500. Yeah,
0: I love that, that. that. Does that, that, that tickle, that, you? Does that tickle that, you at
1: all? That really tickles me, actually. that I'm just saying, that's worth that, a sprinkle.
0: We'll, we'll put that in a tickler file, but no, do you, who do you have, Lakers or Warriors?
1: I'm going Lakers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go against you here. I think LeBron, AD, I think if they can stay healthy, which I think they will, They've been playing big minutes. They've been looking really good. I mean, every time Nathan Davis falls, you get scared. But they've been looking really good. It seems like they're locked in. Their role guys are really stepping up. They're really jilling together, in my eyes. I know Memphis isn't the best team, but, you know, still the Grizzlies. They were a two seed. I think the Lakers come out here in six or seven. I think I think it'll be a really fun series, but I think LeBron gets some, them get some over the hump.
0: Wow. I like the Warriors. I'm going Warriors in six.
1: Give me Lakers in six. End of a dynasty. Blow it up. Draymond Green's last game in a Warriors uniform he's going to be a Laker next year. Yes, yeah, seriously. Yeah. You're, you're going to see him after the series like Draymond, like, hey, LeBron, like you ready for next year? Like at, when they're dabbing him after the series.
0: Uh, No, no, no. The Warriors are winning this year. I, like,
1: Give me oh the Lakers.
0: I, I just don't see it with the Lakers. I don't know why I can't see it. I just can't see it.
1: Kevon Looney is not going to toss around Anthony Davis like he did to bonus. That's not no, happening.
0: No, and I don't think he will, but I also think that, like, I just don't like the other pieces outside of Reeves, LeBron, and Anthony Davis as much. And I do think the potential of Clay going off for threes. Like I don't think he's going to play as bad as he did in Game Seven in the
1: series. He can't. I don't. I don't think so either. And it's going to take somebody in the Lakers: D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, or a Troy Brown or a Rui. Like one of those guys has to be on at all times. You can't have everybody missing shots. They've got to have a couple shooters on at all times.
0: I can't wait for this series. Uh, let's be, move on let's move to the Eastern Conference. We've been on for a while. Uh, Heat-Knicks. Heat up one Jimmy Butler questionable going into game two. Uh, Knicks are plus 126, so bet 100 to win 126. Uh, Heat are minus 152 to win this series, so bet 152, you win 100. Heat are the favorites. I like the Knicks to win this series. I think Now's that- the time. Now's the time. I think, you know, I said earlier that Game 1's really did tell a big story in the first round of these playoffs. I don't think they tell as big of a story in Round 2 this time because I feel like the differences in scheduling and everything, there's so many factors going into it. And it looks like the Heat may punt this game too, like we talked about. And We can have the discussion whether they should. I think it is a smart idea if they do. I kind of like the Knicks now, if you're going to bet it.
1: Well, now if you like the Knicks to win the series, now's the time while they're down one nothing. You talk about Game One not telling a story. Well, the story I'm looking at in Game One is Jimmy Butler's ankle, which did not look good. He was completely immobile after that. And I'll never, for the life of me, you know, everybody on Twitter is talking about this. Why the hell do you not go at him? He can't yeah. move. He's not moving out of that one short corner on offense. He's not moving. Not even on offense. He can barely run back. He's trotting back. Put him in a pick and roll. Put him in a give the give the ball to the guy who he's guarding. So he can drive past him and get a 2-on-1 in the lane and make the right play. You'll get a wide open three or you'll get a lob dunk. It's not hard. I don't know how they left him in the game. He was unable to move and the Knicks didn't attack him. It, sh- it was shocking to me. It was shocking.
0: The R.J. Barrett piece of this just still cracks me up. My phone was blowing up yesterday with people. Why the hell is R.J. Barrett touching the ball? Why does R.J. Barrett never pass the ball? Why does R.J. Barrett have the worst tunnel vision ever? Like, give this ball to Jalen
1: Brunson. Well, that's the thing. Just let Jalen Brunson shoot every time, and it's a better result than most of the shots R.G. Barrett takes. Even when he's having a good game, when it gets crunch time, you don't trust him.
0: Yeah, I mean, another thing, too, is like where game one doesn't matter as much as Julius Randle. Didn't play, yeah. you know If you don't have Julius Randle, this is a totally, totally different game. And now that Jimmy Butler's out, it looks like Randle and Brunson should be playing in game two. It should be knotted up 1-1. Who do you like to win this series when it comes down to it?
1: Just after what transpired in game one, I like the Knicks because I don't think even if Jimmy Butler comes back from that ankle and he's he's a dog, like he'll he'll come back in the series, he might miss one game, but he'll come back. It's not gonna be the same. He's not gonna be able to make those cuts like he's been making. He's not gonna be able to guard another team's best player. He's not gonna be able to, you know, off those those dribble handoffs, he can't cut like that. You have to take but that into account.
0: I feel like you're a little scared. You gotta be a little scared that you've been so wrong on the heat in these playoffs.
1: And I'm still gonna be wrong on him. Give me the Knicks to win. If Jimmy Butler was fully healthy and and he didn't get hurt in game one, it's more of a toss up for me. But if you're the Knicks, you have to win this series. The Heat, just look at their roster. They were dead in the water all year, and then they come alive to beat Milwaukee. I can't back him again, Carter. I'm going Knicks here. I'm going Knicks. I'm going Knicks in six. And it could be five if Jimmy Butler's out multiple games.
0: I like the Knicks too. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm not gonna sit here and be cute and say even though I hey, I did like the Heat. I did like the Heat. I I called my shot with the Heat. I also called my shot with the Clippers. But then the Quiet yeah, injury yeah. happened. So asterisks on that. Asterisks on that loss for me. Uh, I like I like the Knicks here. I think when Randall comes back. I think Jalen Brunson. I think they're just better. Like yeah. it comes. I know we said that about the Bucks. heat, like oh the Heat or the Bucks are gonna come back. They're gonna win. Blah blah blah. You know. The Knicks are just better, and that's the other like underlying part about that Cavs-Knicks series is the Knicks were just better. They're a better team. Jalen Brunson's a better player. They play harder on defense. They really, really defend. They make games difficult for you, and yep. the heat, I just don't know if they have enough offensive firepower to keep it up for to win four games in this series. Give me yeah. the Knicks, and it also is going to start feeling like when the Knicks make the Eastern Conference Finals, Every year, we've been having these random teams every year make the conference finals, and all of a sudden, they think they're this legit team. Even though, if the Knicks get matched up with the Celtics, I'm taking the Celtics every time, 1,000 times out of 100, every single time, but if the Knicks make the Eastern Conference Finals, it's going to feel a little Hawks-esque, a little Mavs-esque, a little Trailblazers-esque when these teams just make the conference finals, don't actually compete, or like those early Boston teams... They're going to be feeling themselves going into next year, and that's when the disappointment comes.
1: I completely agree with that statement. I just can't get there with the Heat. Going back to what you said about the offensive firepower, even with Jimmy Butler, it's tough. Imagine a Heat without Jimmy Butler. Tyler Higa is out with a broken hand. That would be your secondary ball handler. Kyle Lowry's not having a vintage game every game. It's not happening. I can't stand Kyle Lowry. That will not happen again. So who's your ball handler? You're going to run Bam at the point, point center. Gabe Vincent's Gabe bringing Vincent. the ball up. Duncan Robinson's taking 20 shots a game. You're not winning like that. I'm sorry it's not happening. They have no other go- – I mean, Kyle Lowry's not going to do that every game, what he did last game.
0: They are worse than the Houston Rockets without Jimmy Butler.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's going to be bad without Jimmy Butler, and I think we're going to see that. Even when he's not at 100%, I think they're still going to be pretty, pretty tough but to watch. Culture, we'll see, man.
0: though. Heat culture, you know, never they've doubt heat me, culture.
1: They've made me eat crow already, so –
0: uh, oh, real quick, who did you have in Suns Nuggets? Who did you have win in that series? I know we're flip-flopping here, but real quick.
1: I'm rocking with the Suns, Carter. As much as I up-talked the Nuggets and kind of pooped on the Suns, I got to keep my pick, so give me the Suns. I don't hate that. I'm going Nuggets. I just love the Nuggets,
0: and I just – continuity. Continuity matters. Yeah, uh, oh, I agree. Last series we're going to talk about, they're playing right now, and if we wanted a great live bet opportunity, I mean, my gosh, the Sixers are up eight points against the Celtics right now. We could just bet the Celtics first half? Question mark? Question mark live bet right now. <laughs> uh, let's look at here. Celtics, 76ers, and beads out game one. He should be back for game two. I don't think it matters. I think the Celtics roll. My only my only concern about this is it's not Embiid coming back and dropping 40. It's not James Harden playing, having triple doubles and maxi going off. It's none of that. It's all about do the Celtics play down to their competition. Because that Hawks series was very alarming that they just didn't put them to bed. They kept playing with their food. They kept playing with their food.
1: And then all of a sudden, you're in a situation where you're almost about to blow a 3-1 lead. That series... Damn near should have gone Game Seven. I mean, the Celtics just about blew Game Six. I agree. And Philly's a better team than Atlanta, even without. Well, eh, with without Embiid, you know, it's questionable. Atlanta's a pretty crappy team. Philly's better. If if they're in a tight game with Philly, what if Maxi goes off? What if Harden pulls five threes out of his ass in the fourth quarter? It's not like the Hawks. It's different. So if they're in these close games and they're blowing leads, it's not a surefire thing they're going to move on.
0: As I said that when the 76ers went up eight. Uh Boston's up one already.
1: There and there you have it. Um (laughs) for all all you people out there, we'll see how game one goes. Hammer Paulry double double plus four hundred today.
0: Uh you want to know his stats right now?
1: Yeah, what is it like two and one? Zero zero. Uh, Really? Oh that's rough. Strike that from the record. Harden's
0: got twelve points. (laughs) Oh Christ. Uh this series I don't like I don't think there's too much to talk about. Like I think there's going to be one game where we start, like, you question, okay, why did I pick the Celtics? They're going to have one dud where Tatum shoots too many threes. He's not penetrating enough. And Marcus Smart has the dumb play at the end where he thinks he needs to be the greatest player on the court. That game is inevitable. But the Celtics are the best team in the playoffs
1: right now. The winner of this Celtics-Sixers series, which will likely be the Celtics, is going to the finals. But either of those teams. Don't say the Knicks. If it's Sixers-Knicks, we have a series. We'll have a series. I, I, but the Sixers I, are better not, than them. They're better than them, Carter. Come I'm
0: on. I'm not ready to go as far as to say it's the lock that the 76ers would beat the Knicks.
1: If the Sixers make it to the Eastern Finals, it means Embiid's back and healthy. Because that's the only what way to beat it's Boston.
0: What if it's the Heat and the Sixers? And Jimmy Butler's healthy? I really oh. think the Heat might win that series.
1: I mean, Jimmy Butler might average 50 that series just because of what Philly did to him. That's that's tough. I mean, I'm still taking the 76ers, but, man, Jimmy Butler props will be free money.
0: I mean, Jimmy Butler, Bam on Bam. bam there's not going to be a much better matchup than Bam on Joel Embiid. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, mean, no, you're right. That's I mean, a tough one. So that's why I'm not... But the thing is, I think I don't I don't think any of this matters. I think the Celtics ha- are winning the series.
1: How awful would a Heat Sixer series be though? Just ninety to eighty-five every game. Just
0: But I would be if the Heat end up making the conference finals, I'm gonna be rooting for the Heat so hard because what a story that would be. The eight seed all, having to play two play-in games. They play yeah, two play in games. Like they arguably should not even have been in the playoffs at that point. Like yeah. and then they beat the Bucks. They, If they do it, they would beat the Knicks, and then they would be playing the Celtics or the 76ers' Jimmy Butler revenge. That would be unbelievable. Um, but no, none of this matters. None of this matters. The Celtics are winning.
1: Like, I think so, too.
0: But, but little uh little boston sports you know tragedies going on you know all their years of winning are coming back to bite them now because uh you know the bruins have the big one of the biggest chokes in hockey history being up 3-1 as one of the biggest favorites of all time and then losing that series to the florida panthers do we see boston following their footsteps
1: who am i to say carter who am i to say crazier things have happened i still got the celtics though give me the celtics in the series
0: yeah, I have the Celtics. Let's talk about the NBA Finals. We don't need to get more into that series. Who do you have in the NBA Finals right now? I know we keep doing this every episode. We're going to keep updating every episode how we feel going throughout the playoffs.
1: I'm not going to waver. Give me the Suns from the West and uh, give me the Celtics from the East. I'm not going to waver. That would I just, be a fun series. It would be. I have to stick with my pick. I have to stick with my pick here. But it would be so cool. Jalen Brown, Booker, Durant, Tatum guarding each other. Marcus Smart and Chris Paul just flopping off each other every play. What a series that would be. I
0: have, I still have my ticket for plus 800 for the Golden State Warriors to win the West. Going to ride the Warriors. Going to keep it riding. I know I okay. keep flip-flopping between Denver and Golden State. Give me Golden State and All give right. me a rematch with the Boston Celtics.
1: If the, I'll say this, though, as a little caveat. If the Nuggets beat the Suns, the Lakers are going to the finals. You heard it here first. If the Nuggets beat the Suns, the Lakers are beating the Nuggets if they advance past the Warriors. I got Lakers if that happens. Really, I think the Lakers will beat the Nuggets if if that becomes a scenario. Yeah, put that out there.
0: So you think the Nuggets would rather play the Warriors than the? Lakers? I don't
1: know who they would rather play. I'm just saying what I think. I think the Nuggets could beat the Warriors. And the Lakers well, and I, give them a run.
0: And I also think this though that we're like making like 50 different theoretical <laughs> scenarios that are going to yep. end up being so pointless. Oh yeah. But If the Suns win against the Nuggets, I think they I think they go
1: to the finals. Yeah, that's probably their toughest path. Their toughest opponent.
0: It's just kind of weird to think about, like when you you have L. A. and you have Golden State on the other side. But either way, it's going to be insane. I can't wait. These playoffs have been unbelievable. Uh, Anything else before we go?
1: Um, last thing you asked me this before the show. If if it is Lakers Celtics in the finals, who you got?
0: Oh yeah 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 yeah. If it's Lakers Celtics in the finals, give me the Celtics. It's not even. I don't even think twice.
1: Give me the Lakers in six. LeBron's not going to lose another finals.
0: No. Yeah. Have you watched basketball this year? The Celtics are so much better than the Lakers.
1: That's fair. But if the Lakers make it to the finals, you know what that tells me? That they figured something out and LeBron and O.D. are playing on another level. And if they make it to the finals, then they're, they're going all the way.
0: But you could say the same thing about the Celtics.
1: No, you can't. They're inconsistent. We saw it last year. Tatum can shoot four for 50.
0: I think the Celtics have too much depth where they would take over. They may, they were there last year. It's not like they haven't been there before. No, you're right. And, and have the Lakers been there? Like, like I know people like to put the asterisks and the Mickey Mouse ring on the bubble stuff, but Anthony Davis hasn't been in a real finals.
1: Oh, no. The rest of the roster, yeah, besides LeBron, hasn't really been in a real finals. You're right. I still got so, the Lakers, though. If that series happens, give me the Lakers. Clip it.
0: Give me the Celtics no matter what. Celtics, okay. Celtics, Celtics. I, 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 I'm going to get mad. I don't want to get mad before we uh, close shop here. Uh, that's it, right? That's
1: it? That's We're done? that's all I got. Time to watch the right. basketball.
0: Yeah, so we we got to watch Celtics Sixers, you know, get the blood flowing. Uh, thanks you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure to check us out on all social media at, at CarterCast on TikTok at CarterB8 on Twitter, at Connor underscore underscore Sparrow on Twitter, at CarterCast on Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube. Subscribe wherever you're listening, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Google, you name it, wherever you are, go subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Rate, review. Do what you got to do to help out. We really appreciate you guys listening. We're getting interviews back. Connor and I, we're going to get back in the interview lab. We're coming back. We're grinding.
1: We're grinding right now.
0: Mays are time. Coming. If you've listened to this podcast, you know Mays our time. Uh, anyhow, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. We're going to keep being back every single week for the NBA playoffs. We'll be here every single week. We may and interviews interviews are not going to be on the same episodes with the NBA pods. We're just going to make those little bonus episodes, little bonus episodes coming out on like Thursdays or just something.
1: A little sprinkle, a little sprinkle.
0: Yeah, we we have some stuff in the works. We have some stuff in the works. But thank you so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Bye. Oh,